Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us for this hour, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. Okay, I'm going to take a little time here to talk about David Lindley, who just passed away. You hear his guitar work on this song by Jackson Brown from the album uh, Late for the Sky, which came out in 1974, the year I was a freshman at Sewanee used to hear that song being played in Cannon Hall my freshman year. So David Lindley just passed away March 3rd, was an American musician who found numerous bands. He worked with Jackson Brown, Linda Ronstadt, Ry Cooter, Bonnie Raitt, Warren Zevon, Curtis Mayfield, and believe it or not, Dolly Parton. On stage, he was known for wearing garishly colored polyester shirts with clashing pants, gaining the name the Prince of Polyester. He was what they call a multi-instrumentalist. Played uh, violin, acoustic and electric guitar, upright and electric bass, banjo, mandolin, dobro, something I can't produce, pronounce, Bazooki, Sittern, Baglama, Gumbus, Charanko. I don't know. He was an unparalleled master of the lap steel guitar in the rock music sphere. He was a founding member of the 1960s psychedelic band Kaleidoscope. Occasionally scored and composed music for them. Born in San Marino, California. When he was growing up, his father had an extensive collection of 78 RPM records that included Korean folk and Indian sitar music, as well as Segovia and Montoya, so classical, you know, guitar. Just, okay, he was very good friends with a guy named Henry Kaiser, who was the grandson of Henry Kaiser, the industrialist from California that founded the Kaiser 
chain of hospitals. They and Ry Cooter were you gonna okay, that's fine. Uh they and Ry Cooter were just you can't really describe how good they were in the different areas. I mean, one time David Lindley and uh, and I used to have this album and and Henry Kaiser went to Madagascar and recorded with the local musicians there and they ended up making 12 albums from their trip to Madagascar. Think about it. These anybody that's from Madagascar is called Malagasy. That's how they, you know, that's a Malagasy person is a Madagascarian. These guys, they were so big. Now, nothing that Jackson Brown did, starting with Dr. My Eyes, running on empty, would have, would have sounded the same if it hadn't had David Lindley. And, of course, everything Jackson Brown did laid the seedbed for the Eagles. Without Jackson Brown, there is no Eagles. Just wouldn't have happened. And they're the most successful American rock band in terms of financial stuff that's ever been. All right. David Lindley passed away. It's big news. If you listen to music, it is, which I do. So for me, it is. You may not care. And if you don't, that's fine. All right, let's uh, read from Psalm 72. This is a really interesting psalm. It's talking about the Lord. Verse 12, For he shall deliver the needy when he crieth, the poor also, and him that hath no helper. Let's talk about that for a minute. Do we see God coming down and delivering the needy? Well, not really sometimes. So how does he do it? How is he supposed to be doing it? Through his church, through those who follow him on the earth. That is our job, to care for the poor and the needy. And we have to be mindful of those that are suffering, that have no hope. Verse 13, he shall spare the poor and needy and shall save the souls of the needy. There's something about people that are needy, that have no way of meeting their own needs. This seems to be very precious to God. Because these are people whose only hope is in something they can't see because everything they can see isn't helping them. Verse 14, And he shall redeem their soul from deceit and violence, and precious shall their blood be in his sight. This is God who these days chooses to work through his body, the church. How good of a job is the church doing? Well, let's just say it could do better. I take my church membership seriously because 
I think in a way that's all I have that'll last past when I'm gone. And, you know, and when you say, well, what church do you go to? That's not how I look at it. I look at it as I'm a member of the body of Christ. And as such, I'm called to love Christ and to love those to whom, you know, he's presented me. And I'm also supposed to live love unconditionally. So therefore, I don't put conditions on my love for you. I love you because God loves you. And he loves me. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the way we try to, I try to look at things. I can't make that decision for someone else. I don't do that. Uh, you know, because most people around me are kind of hard-headed. You ain't giving them any advice. Crickets. Nobody's fessing up. Missing are the only ones in the room. So, that said. Uh. I had to say, <laughs> I, you, you all don't know what I look well, whatever. doesn't yeah, matter. And right back at you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that works. Yeah, they ways. think I'm the problem. Okay. So, listen, welcome to the problem. All right. The, so issue, at, the issue at hand. <laughs> the issue at hand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now that I've spent 10 minutes on my monologue and everything, so we do have some stuff. Now, so this guy, Tucker Carlson, God, what a jerk. <laughs> I mean, really, this guy needs to be reined in. And even Chuck Schumer agrees with me. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I've got Chuck agreeing with me. He goes and, and, and takes this footage of the January 6th attack on the Capitol. And puts it on TV. Whoa, 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 what do you think you're doing, buddy? You know, what's going on with that? And so it stirred up a lot of people. And I mean, we're talking both Republicans and Democrats. We can't have people seeing the facts. Oh, no, you know. And to me, it's, it's an indicator of how bad you're gigging them as to what the reaction is. So there's this reaction about the stuff that Tucker Carlson has put out, you know, on the air and everything. And it's, you might say it's predictable. It, it, I don't know if it was that predictable, but it's certainly, and I've watched the stuff and I've watched some of this footage and it was, it was things that I had seen before things that the January 6th committee completely left out. Or because they had an agenda, just chose not to talk at all about. But anyway, you know, Missy, what do you think? The lies are crumbling faster than I can even keep up with. You're watching, you know, panic <clears throat> is causing people to do stupid things. It always does. And Schumer taking to the Senate floor and emotionally asking Rupert Murdoch for Rupert Fox Murdoch to Rupert Murdoch stop Tucker Carlson from putting this stuff out there 
I mean, you kind of had to almost scratch your head and say, he really just said that. Because these people are panicking. They are trying. This is the fastest cover-up of the cover-up is basically what you're seeing. Oh, and, and it's absolutely unanimous on the side of the left and the Republicans like Mitch McConnell okay, who, um, who, who really are in on that anyway. Why we ever thought McConnell was a conservative or – you know, someone who cared, you know, about integrity. That is exactly where I was going with this, which is what I wanted to say was what is going on. People are starting to understand. And what they're, on this, what they're understanding uniparty. is the uniparty is realizing their time is coming to an end. It must be painful. And I, I have to say, you know, when things have been a certain way for a long time, it's tough to see things not be that way. You know, and I was no big fan of Kevin McCarthy. And we, we spoke often during the whole, you know, the, the how many votes had to go down before he was finally voted bless in, which was just, yeah, bless his little heart. Um, but he, you know, in a uh, being circled around by the press, I watched uh, just yesterday, he spoke of transparency. And you're like, okay, yeah, we'd like to have some transparency. Because, you know, why would anyone object to the release of an unedited video? And they even checked. What went on? Chucker said we made sure with the Capitol Police and stuff that, you know, we weren't getting somebody on there that could endanger or what have you. That's right. Did, did you realize, did you know that they took some of the video and added special effects when they originally released video back to incite people to demonstrate that it was this terrible thing that they added? It was like you literally were watching a movie-like version of what you saw that Tucker exposed was silent people being ushered walking oh yeah they made a lot of yelling and stuff in there they added that as special effects i tell you another thing that happened there was some guy who got to the front of the crowd and says let's breach the deal but tear it down he was actually a democrat plant he has been completely exonerated and left out of all these proceedings because um you know, they wanted him in there. I've, I've got friends, close friends from way back that have been completely, I think, brainwashed by what they've seen and heard into thinking that this narrative is correct, that Trump was trying to take down the country and that sort of thing. And I know of people that went to this thing. They did not go with any intention of ever, and they never got anywhere near the Capitol. They were there to pray and to, you know, because they believed an injustice had been done. They were there to be peaceful. And, you know, somehow it was turned into something that it wasn't. Well, bottom line, the video shows the exact opposite of everything that they have been peddling for the last two years. Well, it's going to be very hard for them to walk it back. They're going to have to pretend like they didn't see it. So I, I understand that Tucker was censored, and I've I've just I've watched the clips in hindsight, but I understand that last night he was censured. But what I By also uh, Fox News that they didn't they weren't able to show everything that he wanted to show. But I was watching a discussion that was kind of going online this morning that 
that, um, as I understand, it states in his employment contract that he has final, uh, final, say. Cut, yeah, final say on any of his news stories. So I am, I am. Yeah, if you don't like me, fire me. But, right, fire me. But I'm gonna do my deal. Right, exactly. So, and of course, you know, I'm. It, it is kind of satisfying to look at people like Liz Cheney. Um, you know, some of the ones that were the loudest and proudest about um, many of the things that went on. And, and of course, I, what the again, the Speaker of the House again came up there and said something about disrespecting the officers that were killed. And apparently, there were no officers that were killed, and they have shown that the gentleman that passed away died of natural causes, right? Not of Anything, that anything, went on in the and not to mention the people that are being held with no court date and have been held now for going on, uh, have been held now for going on over two years. I tell you another thing, I did not realize this. I just saw this. Sicknick, that Sicknick, that was the the officer's name. That's right. That he McConnell is ever, in the hospital. Yeah, he he fell and hurt that. himself which he had a, a concussion. So anyway. Um, That's a sidebar unassociated with the January the 6th. The Dem, and, and, and this is another thing, the Democrats who said to vote for Fetterman are lining up to say McConnell isn't fit for office. Anyway, you know. But think about this, though, that. I think the Senate is semi-non-functional anyway, so, you know, uh, I don't get that, but go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, to think about the fact that just after the first Tucker Carlson video reveal, that you're telling me 30 minutes of video, that's 30 minutes of like 41,000 hours of unreleased tapes got people this upset? has caused this much of a a reaction. You know, the the main takeaway from all from that 30 minutes was the January 6th committee lied. End of story. They lied and the, it was it was just a circus event to perpetuate a narrative. You could tell it when you saw it. They never interviewed people from the other side. It was always a setup to take down Trump. Well, See, I'll take a one. Orange man bad. Orange man bad. That's right. We've said that before. <laughs> You've said um, it before, isn't he? We to it. Orange man bad. Well, see, I, I would I would take it one step further and tell you you stage Don't a be riot. Putting that one on me. You stage a riot to cover up a fraudulent election. Of course. How about staging a pandemic to push forward? A oh, agenda? no, no, no. Wait a minute. You've gone too far. I'm pulling a Rupert Murdoch here. <laughs> You're censured at this point. Go right ahead. All right. Well, <laughs> now you on, know you're censured. On, on, a, on a curious Not note. Not censored. Censured. Censured. On a curious note, we have talked about on this show the Brunson case, which made it to the discussion or at the Supreme Court level, it never made it on the docket, but it was a case. Briefly, tell us what I, it, it was. It was a case that was, um, it's not about electoral fraud. Fraud did not have to occur. It was about the failure of Congress to investigate fraud, which they were required to do. And the these tapes have put it back into the queue. Back in play. Back in play. And there is a petition, a third petition, for the Supreme Court to hear it again. It's the Brunson case. You can take a look at it. It's kind of interesting. 
I'm not, I'm not so sure that they cannot, I'm not so sure that they, the Supreme Court justices, even though it is explosive, I'm not so sure they can turn their heads on this. Well, what's his name? Roberts has been turning down cases now for 10 years. One of them was to get rid of Obamacare, which was poorly constructed, but he didn't want to do it because it might cause a bunch of upheaval. Oh. And and so now what happens is you keep uh, avoiding things and dec- and taking a pass on controversial stuff. It catches up with you. It's like it's like a it's like a lake that you put a dam and it fills up with silt and finally a big flood comes along and breaks the dam and all the silt and it causes more damage than if you had uh just let the thing flood normally so so i'll say it again when did you say it the first time what i'm gonna say was it a perfect storm or very well executed plan so oh so this is the second time you've said it i've said it many times you have been listening you're listening to the tom dupree show with missy clifton we'll be back in just a few minutes stay tuned Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. All right, let that play for a little bit. Turn it up. This is David Lindley. He's playing this on what's called a silver tone guitar.
Now, this is a guy who is not a reggae musician, but he's playing reggae like he's from Jamaica. David Lindley, who just passed away, so versatile in so many areas. Uh, the guitar there is called a silver tone. It you can buy them for like five, six hundred dollars used, and the guitar was made with an amplifier in the case, so you could plug it into the amplifier in the case. And basically use the case as amp. Now, I doubt it would fill up a room very much, but it, it probably was a 10-amp, 20-amp, maybe 15 amps, you know, enough to fill up a small room. But, you know, the point is this guy was such an incredible genius. It just hurts when you lose people like this. because, And then, of course, nobody talks about them until they die. <laughs> you know, when they were around, it's like, oh, yeah. He did all this stuff. Then when they die, everybody really talks about it. Okay. All right, Missy. Here we go. <laughs> Jeez. God almighty. It's like what? A, what? It's like Max. Are you letting the pony out? Can I talk? It, it's like she has a dog that is very. It's like you look at dogs, owners and dogs, tenacity, digging. It's sort of, it's interesting how they tend to coincide anyway. So which one of our dogs are you most like is what I want to know. The beagle maybe that isn't with us anymore? No, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I'm most like Oscar. Oh, I disagree. Anyway. All right, let's go with and this. Oscar, Oscar in body size is a very small 15-pound white cavachon. Yeah. That He's alone, dog, right? that alone is a little perplexing. Yeah, little cute. Mm. He's a sweet dog. <laughs> it's yeah. a struggle there. I think I'm very cute. I got a, I got a news for you all. Whether you, oh, we think you're cute yeah. too. But anyway, all right, let's go. How is it that it's March, almost mid March, 2023, and it's finally okay to talk about some of this stuff? I don't know. I mean, who you're, said it was okay? Yeah, really. Because finally, it was okay. finally, exactly. you know, as a continuation of the first half and the January 6th new news, <laughs> it wasn't new to most people. I got to tell I mean, it wasn't news to me, wasn't news to oh, you, I got wasn't told, news to you. I got told during that time that I should be arrested for sedition. I had, I had uh, people tell me, because we ran ads that, you know, Keep up with this stuff. You don't really know what you're being told is not really true, having to do with the election. And I had a guy, you know, tell me you should be put in jail for sedition. Okay. okay. You know, you know what's interesting though about the way that you framed it back then was do your research. Yeah, that's all I was saying. Do your due diligence. Look under it's the hood. That's all you've been doing, by the way. Look, look at at different news sources. Don't take it at face value. It's kind of the same way that we do research on the things that we invest in with Dupree Financial Group. We really dig and do our own research. That's why we're so thankful to have Missy on the show because she is the queen of digging. 
Well, let's okay. Yeah, makes it sound like what I mean. She what an introduction. Dirt on her nose. Okay, well let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about you doing your due diligence, because so finally you can put in your your search bar, whatever your search engine is. You can put in gain of function, lab or animal. Where did the Wuhan virus come from? And man, finally you have coverage. So just as just as an example. Yahoo News uh, publishes March 6th. Fauci prompted scientific paper purporting to debunk COVID lab leak theory email show. I want to talk about that one. Um, so today, you're saying Fauci basically yeah, I'm going got to talk behind about, a paper that said it didn't come no, from a lab leak. he initiated a paper to cover his ass. Excuse yeah. me. March 9th, New York Times in their, their – the New York Times is finally in on it an animal or a lab. And then it goes through kind of giving uh, a little bit of due diligence. How do these people think they still have any credibility and how anybody would read these crappy ass papers and believe that the stuff. And I got, I had a buddy lecture me the other day, not long ago. Well, I only read the New York. This is a guy who's a big time businessman. I only read the New York times and the Washington post. Cause you know, quite frankly, misinformation is everywhere else. Oh, okay. Okay, Judicial Watch just published uh, beginning of March. And this this is kind of a mic drop. And they, by the way, they are an excellent organization. We've supported them in the past. That our own NIAID, which is Anthony Fauci, and our NIH, our National Institutes of Health, were the ones that suppressed the most valid information that came from England of prestigious group of physicians and scientists that said ivermectin was the way to go for COVID-19. That's what I took. They did not, they could not get this information. They requested this information in a Freedom of Information Act in 2021. It was just released. And it details how our American government, Anthony Fauci, suppressed this information what it said was ivermectin should be approved immediately for the prevention and treatment of COVID-19. Now, people, if you don't understand what that means, if they had accepted that and not suppressed that information, then the EUA had too much tied up the in, emergency in, use yeah. authorization for all of the different COVID vaccinations, reported vaccinations, would have been Obsolete. They couldn't have. They would not have been because when there is an already available drug, there is no need. There is another solution. There is no need for an emergency use use authorization. Okay. All right. So just throwing that out there. Also, if you wanted to go back, which we it it was like I wasn't allowed to talk about this stuff, and that's why it really gets rankled. That's why you said, "Oh, don't make it personal." Oh, Lord. But. It was available for everyone to see. In June 2021, Jim Jordan, Ohio congressman, made a damning presentation of exactly how Tony Fauci and other high-level members of the NIH and then NIAID, how they went about doing the CYA moment. What he he talked about was... An email came in to Fauci. It said, hey, um, this coronavirus we're seeing, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not natural. It's engineered. Oops. 
Oopsie, oopsie, oopsie. What happened with Fauci? He said, so, so Jim Jordan was able to clearly demonstrate that Anthony Fauci knew there was a lethal virus on the loose and that it started in a Wuhan lab. He was able to clarify American taxpayers funded that research in Wuhan. He was able to show research grants on the coronavirus skirted regulatory bodies and continued without full approval. He was able to show that the virus was engineered and not naturally occurring and that Fauci's footprints are all over the origins of COVID. You mean fingerprints? Did I say footprints? I meant fingerprints. All Sorry. right. Yes, footprints were <laughs> footprints trying and to fingerprints. stamp it out. <laughs> there you are. Let me ask you this. You you got something that came out of the university. Well, that's, and I wanted to talk about that. So so and what you have to understand was what happened, you know, in hindsight, looking at what happened in government and all the responses that we had were directed by the very people who, if exposed, were the crim it's like putting the criminals in charge of, of the of, of the court case. You know, lately, I feel like that's this whole country right now. I feel Anthony, like that's our government. It's like it's a criminal enterprise, and the people that are supposed to be in jail are the ones that are running things. Anthony Fauci initiated, in this string of emails that Jim Jordan shows, he initiated all of these articles to come out because he, he called all of his all of the, the, the you know, the, the voices to be. He initiated papers so that he could use them in Congress and say, see, that's what they said. He, and he's the one that edited them. So in other words, he supplied his own alibi. And they were supposedly so-called experts. And they were so-called experts. And I, I have those papers, but this is the most damning stuff. But here, here's really interesting. And as you were alluding to in the beginning, is doing your research. I've had documents that are older than those. I'm sitting, I'm holding right now from Science Journal Magazine, January 2017, White House announces review process for risky virus studies. What does it say? Concerns about so-called gain-of-function virus studies, which make viruses, and do we know what gain-of-function is? Are we, do we, are we clear Makes on it that? more communicable. That's right. It makes viruses more transmissible in humans or able to cause sickness or death. And this whole article is about the fact that it ignited six years ago when two virologists revealed that they had tweaked this deadly um, avian influenza virus, and and they were working on it to make it more damaging to humans, specifically in the lungs. Wow! So what 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 happened in this this you know from sounds this sounds like biological warfare to me. Isn't that interesting? All right. So more then then more papers on gain of function ex. Uh, experiments as well as accidents at some of the U.S. Uh, pathogen labs, they prompted U.S. officials to issue a moratorium, pause funding, on like 18 gain-of-function projects that all were about this. Okay, let's even go back further. And this is the one that I was showing you, which it just, it, it, it just it makes my hair stand on end. This paper was submitted in September of 2015, it was published in January of 2016. What is it? SARS-like 
WIV1-CoV. This is the one from Chapel Hill. Yes. Wuhan virus 1 CoV poised for human emergence. What? Wait a minute. What? What? This entire. That was 2015? This is 2015. In the back of the thing, and, and all, by the way, the acknowledgments are, we thank Dr. Zheng Li Shi, you know, bat lady, remember her, of the Wuhan Institute for Virology for access to the bat COVID sequences and plasma of the Wuhan virus 1 COVID spike protein. Research that was supported by, coming right to you, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, that pesky NIAID slash head by Tony Fauci, and the National Institutes of Aging of the National Institutes of Health. This was a human airway epithelial epithelial cell cultures were supported by the National Institutes of Diabetes and Digestive Kidney, blah, 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 blah. Okay. What does epithelial mean? Those are the, that's the, that's the lung tissues. So like the little uh, things in there, the little. Yeah, the little, you know, whatever. The things that actually interact with the oxygen and get it into your system. So, so let's, let, let's go back again to what, what I'm just reading from. This is from. This is from the Department of Epidemiology at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Now, this is interesting because early on, about the time of the Great Barrington Declaration, I kept hearing people saying, you know, on the, on the, on the alternative media, I'll just leave it at that. Substack. Stop. stop no, Substack when, when, when big then. The talking about don't don't be looking at Wuhan. You might want to look a little closer, like go Tar Heels. And what I'm what I, this paper I'm you were I hearing am, that when that was back in the fall of 2021, about an August end of summer because the Great right. Barrington Relief was like August 2020. But all right, I'm reading from this paper that, as I said, was published March 15th of 2016. Reported studies were initiated after the University of North Carolina Institutional Biosafety Committee approved the experimental protocol project titled Generating Infectious Clones of Bat SARS-like COVID. Right. These studies were initiated before the U.S. government deliberative process research funding pause on selective gain-of-function research involving influenza, MERS, and SARS viruses. And the current paper has been reviewed by the funding agency, the National Institutes of Health. Continuation of these studies has been requested and approved by the National Institute of Health. Okay. Where is anybody confused? I don't right. think anybody should be confused anymore about where COVID came from. They aren't. I wish the listeners could see the fire in Missy's eyes and her nostrils flaring as she is <laughs> reading this stuff. Oh, that was a big hey. exclamation mark right there. It, it even goes back to, I can, I've got things from 2002 where they applied for a U.S. patent, um, and it's called, the invention The invention is called Methods for Producing Recumbent Coronaviruses. Investors and insi- assignees to this patent, Chapel Hill, Christopher Curtis, Boyd Yount, and Ralph Barrick. This patent is not on a natural progression of coronavirus, but on an infectious, defective coronavirus that attacks, again, the human lung epithel- epithelium epithelium 
So what's the whole North Carolina thing? What's the the is it just the researchers were involved in it, or how just did North Carolina get pulled into it? They let me tell you something. Every one of these big major quote research universities get money. is run by federal dollars. That includes UK. That includes any place that's considered a U, uh, research deal. And I don't know if this is a completely correct statement, but it's my impression they will do research on anything they can get the money for. And they bid for it. And if they have the people, they've got to keep them working on something. And so they'll, they'll, they'll do the research. These are all basically kind of conduits of the federal government. They're, they're not really autonomous. And, and they, they are dependent on funding. That's the oh, they, whole but thing. It's that's all why, NIH. That's I mean, all you know, NIH over funding. here, the, the Sanders Brown Center on Aging, millions of dollars a year comes in. Why is there never a cure found for Alzheimer's? Just ask yourself that question. Why do we not get a cure? Think of the people that would put out of business. I mean, all the jobs that would be lost. Uh, it, it's just, uh, it's all gotten to be. Uh, let's, can I talk about the money? Let's, let's talk you, about the money. You've got two minutes and five seconds. All right. Well, I'm going to get in because, you know, you're talking about money. Um, fourth quarter, full year, 2022 financial results for Moderna. Let me just go to one sentence only. Cost of sales was $1.9 billion, or 39% of the product sales for the fourth quarter of 2022, including third-party royalties of $604 million, of which $400 million related to a catch-up payment to the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases for a new royalty-bearing license agreement executed in December. Once again the NIAID. Pfizer, record-breaking year for the first time in 174 years. With Comirnaty and Paxlovid, revenues increased $19 billion, or 23% increase, to $100.3 billion in 2022 from $81.3 billion in 2021. This, this, and the operational increase, I, I actually went through the entire 100-some documents of their financials for uh, 2022, and their increase was primarily driven by the growth of Paxlovid and Comerity. These are COVID treatments. Those are COVID treatments. How much did they pay the government? Couldn't find where they paid them anywhere, but but it said the government purchased all of This the- is the same Pfizer that James O'Keefe busted the guy for saying, we like to see the variants out there because we can sell more uh, vaccines. All right, that's a wrap for this hour. Thanks for good research, Missy. By the way, what's happened to James O'Keefe? Next hour, coming up, our financial hour. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We're powered by Dupree Financial Group.